Thank you, Elder Adams. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Oh, I believe we can do better than that. Happy Sabbath, everybody. I am glad to be here today. What about you? Amen. Amen. This is a wonderful uh, uh, celebration that we're going to prepare for. Uh, Just in case some of you don't know what the installation is. Installation is, um, it's a joyous event because what uh, it represents is the first day of the new pastor's ministry assignment. And we're so ecstatic at the Texas Conference to present to you Pastor Edwin Ledesma. Edwin, uh, will you please stand? I want you to know that uh, uh, there are three aspects of a, an installation that uh, we like to focus on. Number one, we celebrate the fact that God has called Pastor Edwin Ledesma to ministry. But not only to just ministry, but to the Mount Pleasant Seven Adventist Church. We believe that God's hand has been involved with the whole entire process. So we just give honor and thanksgiving to God for leading us in this process to have Pastor Ledesma with us. But also, we're celebrating the new chapter in Pastor Ledesma's ministry. You know, he's pastored, uh, uh, he, he, he's pastored in a, another district, and then, of course, he's been at seminary. But now the newest chapter in his life is to be the senior pastor here at Mount Pleasant, and we're celebrating that. Amen? Amen. But we're also celebrating the, 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 that it's a new chapter for the Mount Pleasant Seventh Adventist Church. You know, um, I believe it was the end of November where you had the farewell for Pastor Solis. Well, now officially, you know, his, well, it was already over, but it's officially over, 100% over, because now you have your own senior pastor. Someone say amen to that. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But before we do get started, I just want to say uh, in front of the church family, uh, Elder Adams, thank you so much for your support your patience with me, your patience with the Texas conference during this whole process. I believe it was about six months ago that we informed you and your team of boards members that we would hope to have a pastor. And uh, it's about that time, six months later, here is the uh, newest pastor that God has sent to us. So again, I want to thank you for your leadership in the interim basis, uh, Elder. Thank you so much. And I also want to thank the board. Uh, you all voted uh, uh, Christ-fearing, patient board members, and uh, I want to thank them personally, all of them, for their teamwork and their cooperation in this whole six-month endeavor. Thank you so much. So at this time, we're going to have a, a, a prayer of dedication over uh, Pastor Ledesma, and I'm going to ask if elders that are in the audience, would you come forward along with Elder Adams and Pastor, if you could stand right here and um, I'm are, afraid I'm it. Oh, Amen. Praise Amen. God. Well, thank you so much, Pastor uh, Elder Adams, for being here, and we'll just lay hands on uh, Pastor uh, Ledesma, and I'm going to ask that you give uh, a prayer, and then I'll follow your prayer. Okay, let's bow our heads, everybody. Dear Father, we thank you for the work of the ministry. 
for those that you have called, that you have called Brother Padesma uh, to your service. We're so thankful that he's been able to come safely. And now, Lord, we ask that you will open doors of ministry and of service for your kingdom, for your people, the people in this area. And we pray, Lord, for your spirit that you have promised. Because without your spirit, we can do nothing. So we pray a special outpouring of the spirit for our new pastor. uh, That you will lead, that you will guide, and that truly he will be led of you. And we just praise you for your promises that you always keep. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And then, Father in heaven, we uh, just continue to rejoice to celebrate this... um, exciting occasion lord you knew the time and you knew the person that would be the new pastor here at mount pleasant lord and we're just so thankful that we can experience and uh, just see it for ourselves today lord we lift up pastor ledesma to you because the truth is in and of himself lord he can't do it so we're, we're, as a church family, we're lifting uh, Pastor Ledesma up to you. And I pray, Lord, that you'll, you'll just speak wisdom. You'll, you'll, you'll give direction. And, but most importantly, Lord, you'll always be that still, small voice to whisper in his ear that you're with him and that you will lead and guide him and that he is to be of courage and to have great strength knowing that you are are going to be with him each step of the way. Lord, I ask that you will keep him safe, put a hedge of protection around him so that the enemy cannot touch him physically or so that the enemy can't touch him uh, uh, emotionally or mentally or even spiritually. We pray, Lord, that his heart and his mind will always be uh, set and focused on you. Pray that he'll Continue to keep his eyes on you and and just continue to look full in your wonderful face. And then, Lord, you didn't send him here to lead out in ministry by himself. You sent him here to to work hand in hand uh, with each member that is here today. So I ask, Lord, that you will bless this uh, wonderful church family that they will uh, work with the pastor to share the good news of Jesus soon coming. I pray that the, the members will work together to, to, to model Christ-like fellowship and, and, and Christ-like love and, and uh, Christ-like unity so that, Lord, when you come again, we'll see the fruits of what you did through your people here in Paris. This is my prayer in Jesus' name, and for his sake I pray, let everybody say. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You test this mic, see if it works. Well, thank you so much, Ella Reynolds, for being here, being present in the Texas conference. Also want to thank Bernard Adams for leading and helping us out. And uh, just very appreciative of all the hard work that's gone into this process. But this morning, 
when we look at the Word of God, and before we turn to the Word of God, when we look around the world, and we look around everything that is happening in our world today, all that chaos, all the evil, all the violence. I mean, you just don't know when you wake up what is going to happen today. Because every, everything is just moving so quick and so fast. And the, all, all to say that Jesus is coming soon. Every, we are living in interesting times. And it's, <clears throat> we're living in interesting times and it, it can be a little bit scary. I could relate to this Bible story when you're afraid. But it could also be something good because we have the hope that we can give to others of Jesus. So this morning, before we start and open the Word of God, let's go ahead and pray one more time. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you so much, Father, that even through the middle of our chaos, of our life, of our circumstance, we know that you are here. Lord, This morning, my prayer is that you may speak through me and for me. Father, may the human words of my mouth be removed. May only Jesus be presented in your word this morning. That is my prayer. In your name, I pray all these things. Amen. Amen. So let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to our text this morning, which is John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verse 1, and it says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes, so that it will be given, so that it will be even more fruitful. Next, verse 3. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. And here is verse 4. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in what? In me. The word remain appears in this particular verse, verse 4, John chapter 15, three times. In this chapter, if you go down to verse 7, it appears twice. In verse 9, it appears once. The whole chapter in John 15 is showing the word remain a total of 10 times. So if Jesus, our Lord, is saying the word remain 10 times, it must be important. When when you see in the Bible that one word is being repeated over and over, it has meaning, it has value. And Jesus is repeating to us the word remain constantly in this chapter, in John chapter 15. It would be worth understanding what the word remain means before going any further this morning. 
According to the dictionary, the word remain means to be with a person or in the same place or in a perpetual state without moving over a period of time, to remain, to stay. The word remain, as is used in the original language, means to abide, to continue, to stay. Next slide. The question for us this morning is the following. Are we remaining permanently in Christ? If our life is connected with Christ, then we're going to remain in Him. We will not deviate to the left. We will not deviate to the right. We will always permanently be embraced by Christ Jesus. Andrew Murray, I like what he writes in his book, Abiding Christ. It says, It is to be feared that there are many earnest followers of Christ from whom the meaning of this word with the blessed experience it promises is very much hidden. While trusting in their Savior for pardon and for help and seeking to some extent to obey Him, they have hardly realized to what closeness of union, to what intimacy of fellowship, to what wondrous oneness of life and interest He invited them. You see, Christ has extended to us three kinds of calls to you and me. The first call that Christ extends to us is, Come to me. The second call that Christ extends to us is, Follow me. The third call that Christ extends to us is remain in me. But this is the problem. I have no problem coming to Christ. I hear a beautiful sermon. Somebody does an invitation. I accept the call. I come because I recognize my own weakness and the need of a Savior. I have no problem coming to Christ. I have no problem following Christ because I know that my spiritual life will become if I don't follow Jesus. There's only one other option and that is to follow the world. But to remain in Christ, that's a part of my Christian walk that's more difficult. I can come, I can follow, but remaining, that's the difficult part. And Jesus says to us, remain in me. When we are distracted by the things of this world, we lose sight of Jesus. We are exposed to other temptations, whether in a person, money, or in a career. Even doing good things can be a distraction that separates us from Jesus. And you say to me, Pastor, how can that be possible? Even the Bible can become a distraction that separates us from Jesus. And these are not my words. These are Jesus' words. Next slide. John 5.39 says, You study the Scriptures diligently, 
because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Bottom line, I can come to church. I can be a faithful Christian. I can come to cat meeting. I can do all the Christian things. But if I, if I don't come to the word, if I come to the word, but I don't come to the author of the word, then I don't remain. A relationship with him is what is worth. You see, coming to the word and studying the word is not enough. The word is just our connection to connect us to the ultimate source of life, which is Jesus. Amen. When we lose sight of the Lord, our life loses firmness. We lose convincing power when we talk to non-believers. They don't see in us what we say because there isn't any commitment in our walk with God. Yes, we come to church, to prayer meeting, but we just go, keep going in circles. That's why we're here, right here, right now. If we would be more compliant with God, we would already be in heaven. And you say, how can that be possible? How, can, how, how could it be possible that I would have more power? Be truthful to remain. The example, the manifestation of the Word of God is to live in our lives. Yes, we preach about it, but do we live it? And that is something that we talked about, if you remember, two, three weeks ago when I was here, having the experience with God. It's not enough to win debates. It's not enough to memorize verses, even though those things are helpful. We need to embody them. We need to live them. Because I can talk to you, you can talk to me, and I can talk to you, and we all pretty much would agree in certain, uh, in certain beliefs. But imagine us talking to, to those people outside of these four walls. For that, we need power. For that, we need to have Jesus in our lives, that they can see Jesus in our lives. There's a story that I heard long ago about a young elephant that his owner would chain him to a large tree. The young elephant would try to break free of the chain, but because he was so small and the tree was so large, he could not. Over time, the elephant grew in size and became stronger, and he kept trying to break free, but eventually he understood that whatever he was to do, he had the chain to his ankle, and he could not break free. Eventually, he stopped trying. Although now the elephant was stronger and could easily break free, if he wanted to, he kept just going in circles around the tree. When he was older, the owners released him to be in the ground just with the chain on his ankle, but he was not hooked up to the tree. 
Although now the elephant was stronger and could easily break free, if he wanted to, he just kept going in circles. Why? Because although he was free physically, he was still mentally a slave. The same happens to you and to me. Although we come to church, we are members of the church, we are physically free, but if God has not freed us from here and from here, then we just keep going in circles. Just like the Israelites who were in the desert and going in circles. We keep stumbling over, we keep going and falling in our sin. When the Lord says, remain in me, what does He refer? It means that we remain in Christ wholeheartedly and with our mind. That's what it means. That we come to church because we love God. That we come to church and we listen to His Word and we study His Word because we love God. That we serve in a position of the church because we love God. And it doesn't matter if we get recognized for the work or not. It doesn't matter if we get credit. It doesn't matter if my name's not mentioned on the screen or on the bulletin. Because I'm not here to receive accolades. I'm not here to be recognized. I'm here because I love God. Next slide. Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says, Whatever you do, work at it. With all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Next slide. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord you are serving. It's not us. We are serving the Lord. Everything that we do, we do it for the Lord. And Jesus is inviting us today, remain in me. Those are Jesus' words. Next slide. 1 John 3.1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Next slide. Verse 6. No one who lives in Him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen Him or known Him. Next slide. Verse 9. Here's the key. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because what? God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. Did you catch that? Those who remain in Christ and have God's seeds and God's seeds remains in them, they cannot sin. How can that even be possible? What is the seed of God? It's His Word. If His Word lives in me, then I have no inclination to sin. Because the fullness of God's Word fills my soul, and therefore I have no desire for nothing else. I was living in Los Angeles when I was a young boy. And we had an, a, a couple that was in our church. Very missionary couple. Everybody admired this family. Everybody um, high, had them highly esteemed in our congregation. 
super serving, willing to participate and work in any line in the church. And you would think, wow, when you looked at this family and you looked at this couple, you would say, wow, that's really what it means to be a Christian. They were the epitome of Christianity. And a couple years later, they moved to another state. And while they were working and they were moving and they were still going to the church, they started becoming busy. But you know the good busy. The busy, you, somebody needs someone or something and then you go and you help them. Or someone's in need and then you go and assist them. And all that is good and well. But if, if you're doing the good busy, but then you're not spending time with Jesus. And guess what started happening? Slowly, And slowly, they started drifting apart. They started, they started missing church one week. And then that week turned into months. And that months turned into years. And right now, I am sad to say that they're no longer in the church. The same can happen to you and to me. Life can get in the way. We can lose sight of Jesus. We can be so preoccupied with the things of this world. We can be doing good things for others that we lose what is essential. We lose track of the most essential thing, and that is spending time with Jesus. If I'm too busy, even doing the good things, that I don't have time to spend with Jesus, then I need to reevaluate my life. If I'm too busy to spend intentional time with Jesus, then I need to look at my life. Because honestly, that is the only thing that is going to make the difference out there. Look what Ellen White says in the devotional book, The Way, the Truth, and the Life. Our first and highest duty is to know what we are remaining in Christ. I will repeat it again. What is our first and highest duty? To know that we are remaining in Christ. We are to seek to know what says the Lord, yielding our lives to His guidance. When we have the spirit of an abiding Christ, everything will take on a changed aspect. The Savior alone can give us the rest and the peace we so much need. And in every invitation, He gives us to seek the Lord that He may be found of us. He is calling us to abide in Him. This is an invitation, not merely to come to Him, but to remain in Him. And she continues. This is an invitation, not merely to come to Him, but to remain in Him. It is the Spirit of God that moves us to come when we have His rest and peace. Our daily worries will not lead us to be coarse, rough, or uncourteous. We shall no longer follow our own way. We shall no longer follow our own will. 
we will want to do the will of God. Abiding in Christ as the branches in the vine. That is what it means to remain. If I show them Edwin, it's nothing. But if I show them Jesus, then they won't be able to resist. That is what the people in this town, in this city, need to see. They need to see Jesus in our lives. In everything that we do. Because it's very easy for us to do what we need to do or to remain in Him when everyone's watching. When the spotlight is on us. When we come to church. When the lights are on us or we're here participating. But what happens in our home when no one's watching? Are we still remaining in Him? Are we still being faithful to Him when no one's watching? What does our life look like? What do we do? Do we spend time reflecting or are we too busy with our lives? You know, spirituality, busyness is the enemy of spirituality. Are we too busy to spend time with Jesus? I thought that that was actually something that was only in the big cities like Dallas or Houston. But I'm, I'm, I'm noticing that even in these little towns, we are busy lives, busy bees. We're constantly coming, going, entering. Have we thought about our lives and how that is affecting us spiritually? That is what Jesus says. Remain in me. We need to show them Jesus. We need power. But not power from us because we can't do nothing by ourselves. Jesus says that in John 15. You can do nothing. What we need is the power that He can give us through His Holy Spirit. So then we can make a difference. Next slide. First, Second Timothy 4. 4. Verse 7, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, it says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Who are those who have finished the race? Those who have remained. Next, next slide, verse 8. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for His appearing. Next slide. I long for Jesus to come soon. I don't know about you, but I, I, I am tired of all the violence, of everything that is happening Waking up every single morning and going through my same routine over and over and over again. I want Jesus to come soon. And with everything that is happening all around us, if there was ever a moment for us to come to Jesus, is now. It's time 
church of Mount Pleasant to stop playing games. We can't be switching sides. We got to remain. Jesus has called us to follow him. Jesus has called us to come to him. Now, are we remaining in him? Are we being faithful to him to the end? I don't know about you, but I want to be like Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 and say, Lord, I am here. Where is my crown of righteousness? I want it. I need it. Because this world is not my home. My home is in heaven. And so this morning, I just want to do two small invitations for you. First invitation is simple. How many of you want to remain? How many of you want to be faithful to the end and say, Lord, I did it. I made it. When you see Jesus coming in the clouds of glory and you say, man, it was a struggle. It was hard. But I fought. It was a battle. But I clawed and I fought. And it's only because of your grace. It's only because of your love that I am here right now. And Lord will come and you'll put that crown of righteousness. And he will say, good and faithful servants. Well done. Here's your crown. I don't know about you, but I want to remain. Second invitation is also simple. And is this. I want us to, starting today, be a church like, I, I, I don't know your name. Ashar was talking about. I want us to be a church where we are the lighthouse of this city. I want us, the people who are around us, to recognize us as the lighthouse of a church that prays. I want us to be a church of prayer. Because I don't know about you, but I need the power and I need the strength. Not to convince ourselves, but to convince the people who are out there. I don't want them to see me. I want them to see Jesus. And for that, I need prayer. And for that, I need the Holy Spirit. Because without Him, we can't do nothing. And so, starting today, my invitation for you is, later on, I'm going to talk with leadership. But what we want to do is start praying for the families in this church. And then slowly work ourselves to work for people in the community. Because prayer has to start right here, right now. It's all fun and games until somebody gets hurt. And Jesus is coming soon. We can't be playing around. We need to be a church of prayer. And prayer has to start here. And if it doesn't start here, Lord, help us. That hopefully it can start at our homes. And that we can bring the prayer here. Because we can move forward with God's help. And we need Him. And so we're going to... The invitation this morning, the second invitation is simple. And it's this. 
If you want to be part and be included in the prayer and start becoming that church of prayer, and that's something that you're interested in and you want to do that, just raise your hand. That's it. Amen. Amen. So now, I think we have our last hymn. We'll go ahead and uh, sing our last song and we'll race up and then Elder Reynolds, if you can have or you can have the last prayer, that would be great. Thank you. Let us bow our heads. Our kind Father, Lord, once again, we just thank you for your love, your, your, your mercy, and undeserved grace that you give to us. Lord, we're so thankful, not only that we're here uh, in church today at, at, at Mount Pleasant Church, but Lord, we're even more excited that your Holy Spirit has been in our midst and that you have spoken through your manservant, Pastor Ledesma. Lord, we just ask that you will give us a renewed commitment and a made-up mind to stay remaining in you by the power of your Holy Spirit. Let it be a, a desire each and every minute that we're alive. So as we leave this place, let us never leave your presence. In Jesus' name, let everybody say, Amen. Amen. Amen.